everyone, this is Peyton Drexler, and with me I have Ashlyn Selinski, and you're listening to... So Many Books, So Little Time! And in this episode, we will be talking, or this episode is called Stars Beneath My Feet, and it's about romanticism versus realism. Ashlyn, like I said before, in the last two episodes, you always do such a great job with all your plots. Can you do it again for us? Oh my goodness, thank you, Peyton. I would love to. So in this episode, we're hoping to explore a little bit more of Harley's character and go more in-depth with her point of view. And then we'd also like to compare her with Vass and his point of view and sort of show the contrast between those two characters. Um, So you can see with Harley, she has a very romantic point of view. She sees the world as this wonderful, magical place and the circus as this amazing, colorful, mystical thing. And you really see that a lot in this book. And I think it's an important part of how this book is portrayed. So I'd like to start off with a quote that really, really shows Harley's way of seeing things and kind of describes how the entire book like is written with that imagery and that kind of whimsical speech. It starts like, I love the circus. I love the mystery and the wonder and the way every act transports my soul into another dimension. I love the way it makes me feel as if the world is in reverse and upside down all at once. Like it's there's starlight beneath my feet and the ocean above my head and every impossible dream can come true with a single whisper. So this is the way Harley sees the world. The whole book uses language like this and it's really beautiful in a lot of ways, but also flawed too, especially if you compare mm-hmm. her to Vass's more grounded point of view. Yeah. Um, would you like to expand on that a little? Yes. Yeah, so you don't really get much about Vass. I mean, you do in like the little things, but since he's a side character, you don't get much of his point of view about things. So you just have to pick it out through little tiny details. But how he sees the world is how it actually is even though there are good things about it the world is also the world we live in is also sad and somewhat broken and so that's how he sees it because you can see it in his music and how he portrays and how there's just a brokenness in it and maybe that's also because of his of the loss of his mom and how he doesn't really have a family or anyone to really lean on Because he talks about his brothers for a short while and how he's like, oh, yeah, well, he doesn't really want them. He doesn't he wants them to be alive, but he also seems like he wouldn't care if they weren't. That's true. Yeah. And that's a large part of his point of view shows through his music, which is kind of described as almost a a haunting sort of way. So maybe he sees that like he's kind of hesitant maybe like a hesitancy because he never really because the last time he gave it his all someone broke that trust that he had yes that's is a really interesting character i do love that even though it doesn't necessarily always expressly give you everything about his character you Mm -hmm. can really read those complexities in the little details like you were saying before yeah and how there's like how Harley describes him, he has, like, these, like, hard eyes. He also has these hard, like, sharp eyebrows. 
But then also there is a time where his eyes soften, but his eyebrows are still sharp and say the same. And like going back, it's like two pieces of a puzzle that don't go together. So he's like, he's again back to the hesitancy. He's there, but he just, he doesn't know how to relax all the way because there's still a his guard up. But throughout the time when Harley is getting to know Voss, that wall kind of starts to crumble a little bit and just to start to show how caring he really is. Yes. The more you get to yeah, the more you get to know him. Yeah, you definitely see him open up throughout the book. And I think part of that might be a response to Harley and how different she is from him. Mm -hmm. Like how I described before how she sees the world as this magical place and how he's a lot more grounded. I think maybe he sees something in Harley's point of view that makes him maybe not necessarily a better person, but a more imaginative, more, mm -hmm. you know, thriving person and that maybe a yeah. big part of why he connects with Harley is that because they're different yeah because it again through his music I don't remember exactly but remember the music that he was able like that he wrote for their performance it was also like a not haunting but like a, a conflict type song yeah but wasn't there also didn't it also say something there was like a hint of like not hope maybe but like a love there, somewhat in there a there, respect there is yes and when harley sort of described it to him she takes it more to the family level about how you know people get drawn together because of their blood but how they're mm -hmm. different but it definitely applies to harley and vass where they are different and in the choreography and the trapeze art of the whole thing it describes how they mirror each other and how they draw away from each other as if they're magnetic like mm -hmm. that kind of idea the push and pull yeah and people saw that and they really fell in love with that act which you know made it so magical in a way just like harley's point of view describes it to be but in the end you see that harley's point of view changes when simon kicks her off of the act more mm -hmm. or less right and she there's a realism yeah so she she takes it down a notch throughout the book. And is that a good thing or a bad thing, do you think? I say it is always a good thing, one speaking from experience. Because when I have a thought in my head, and actually, this happens in the book, <laughs> where Harley wants a tattoo. She's not really thinking through it, but she had this idea right away, like, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo. But that idea was snatched from her. And then there was, like, this moment of, like, well, now what am I going to do with, like, these next 30 minutes that I thought were going to be... I don't know how long it takes to get a tattoo. Yeah. Or however long it takes to get a tattoo. What am I going to do with this time now? Yeah. It's like this idea that you once had and it got snatched from you and you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, and that takes Harley down a notch. Like I said before, she doesn't see the magic the color sort of leeches out of her world and that goes back to the mental health aspect of it is that when she's in her highs she sees the world as this amazing colorful place but mm -hmm. when she's in the, her lows she kind of experiences that more I wouldn't call it realism I would just call it a general depression that yeah she sees the world as worse than it really is which yeah you can go. yeah like maybe not like a realism but like a gen like a generalization that it's like 
oh, not everything is going to be sunshine, sunshine and rainbows. It, there's going to be tough times. But she takes it as, like, so much as, like, well, but why? Yeah. Yeah. And you see that throughout her time at this rival circus. You see that, you know, she doesn't get that part right away. She ends up selling mm-hmm. popcorn for weeks and her mentor refuses to, to to mentor her. And she has these struggles, but she pushes through them anyway. And you can mm-hmm. see her romantic point of view being challenged, but she never she never gives it up or... I should say she never strays from it until Simon tells her that she can't be a part of the circus anymore. Yeah. Or be a part of that final act in any case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then I had a some I had something in my head, but then I lost it. But like again, there's just it is okay. It is absolutely okay to have this romanticism about the world and how you see it but just don't let that become your norm and don't think that's like oh this world is like oh it's so pretty everything is always great it's not yeah it really isn't yes (laughs) there are so many tough things about this world and just have you can have a romanticism, but go into it with an open mind, like a a romanticism realism. Yes, and that's actually one of the most beautiful things about romanticism is that it's not that you're not seeing the bad things in the world. It's that you're seeing the bad things and seeing them in the best light possible, mm-hmm. you know, and taking positivity out of even that kind of yeah. thing. In the beginning of the book, actually, Harley says that she wants to be messy. She wants to make mistakes. She wants to, you know, go through all those twisty roads. And she does. She actually does. And she finds a very happy Mm -hmm. place. It's just that last hard twist in the road that kind of knocks her off her game a little bit. But it also brings her back to her family, if you think about it that way. Mm -hmm. And it gives her that opportunity to find the compromise that she did in the end, which is great as well. I also think, like, with that, like, when she said she wanted to make mistakes, because I remember exactly seeing this, and I'm thinking, like, it is okay to make a mistake, but just don't, don't want to make a mistake. Yeah, don't make a mistake just for the sake of making a mistake. Yeah, because, like, just know, like, go into it being like, okay, if I make a mistake, it'll be okay. Right. But just don't. Mistakes. Don't not, don't not do your best yeah 100 percent. put everything you have into it but if a mistake happens that that is okay mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world it most certainly won't be the end of the world everyone's been like oh, you made a mistake that's terrible of course it's not like you've never made a mistake before cool. denny i don't know <laughs> i don't know a denny i'm just yeah random name yeah and learning from our mistakes is, it, it's what makes us better. Mm-hmm. And it's what makes us more, you know, compassionate towards other people mm-hmm. as well. And maybe that's also part of the romantic point of view is that mistakes are a good thing. Yeah. But that still doesn't, that doesn't, still that doesn't, doesn't mean excuse you should the, make them. Yeah. You should, not intentionally in any event. When you make a mistake, acknowledge the mistake that you made, but 
also look at ways where you can be like, oh, what do I do now to make sure I don't do that again? So just evaluate. That is the word I was looking for. Evaluate yes. things. Analyze what you can do. Do literally anything to not make you do that mistake in the best way possible. If you make the mistake again, just work harder at it. But if you continue making the mistake, don't try to find a different path. Yeah. Might be the best way to say it. Try to find a way to get around the mistake. Not necessarily you don't necessarily have to go over it. Yeah. And don't be discouraged. Ask for help. Yes. All right. If you keep making this mistake over and over, ask for help. Someone has probably made this mistake before. Yes. Maybe they've gotten through it. Or, like, lying. You will continue making that mistake for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But just remember to try and always, always try to tell the truth. Right. I mean, there will be a white lie. Like, you won't want to. But just remember that we're, you're you're human. You're going to make a mistake. Of course. So getting back to the point of romanticism versus Sorry, rabbit hole. That's okay. (laughs) Yes. Um, So Harley does make mistakes, like we said, Mm -hmm. and she does learn from them because at the end, I don't know if we went into great detail about this, she strikes a compromise with her mom and her dad about she's going to go to community college part-time and she's going to train as an aerialist part-time as well. This is a conclusion that could not have been reached if she didn't make those mistakes, which is interesting. And <laughs> and so it almost supports her romantic point of view in the end, the fact that she found that compromise. Mm-hmm. It seems like the whole book sort of encourages that point of view, which is all right. And we also need to keep in mind that realism has its place, too. It's Harley's parents who are really usually pushing realism when they wanted her to go to university mm-hmm. and get a stable career. So when there really should have been a different not I won't I won't say romanticism, but like an imaginatism. The kind of I don't am I, I I'm gonna say I'm using that word correctly. Yes. We're making but like up just, words, that's we're okay. making up words. It's yeah. fine. But just imagine what would happen if you tried to make a compromise before that would have happened or just like imagine her doing something else and I get their point of why because Harley was also the type of person to do many things but to then leave them behind like she tried she wanted to make blankets out of yarn or something (laughs) yeah and she just didn't do it and so that kind of goes back to her mental health is that it kind of described how she would have all of these um, fanatic obsessions mm-hmm. that she would get into, like starting a blog yeah. and and Wanting writing a comic and like, the world. all of these things, and then she just dropped them. And the question kind of came up was, is aerialism also one of these obsessions that's just going to go away? But it didn't go away, mm-hmm. and that's kind of important too, that Harley has that realism side where she can take that trouble she could take that struggle mm-hmm. and she can get past it and that is what yeah. made her a dynamic character as well that she had both of those points in her yeah. and Vash I believe is very much like Harley but the only thing that makes them different is that he was able to understand the mistakes that he made and he wasn't really discouraged by them he was motivated by them he was motivated to do better 
and just to having a realism and a romanticism about the world that, yeah, things will get better, but knowing that things are hard, that things will be hard, but not being discouraged. 100%. And that's a good point to leave off on here, I believe, is that always stay positive, all of our wonderful viewers who may or may not exist at this point. <laughs> we don't expect anyone to listen to this. That's okay. <laughs> Alrighty, this has been Peyton and Ashlyn with... So many books, so, so little time. time.